We bring you today our discussion about moving abroad. Basically, we're just here to say catch flights, not feelings. We'll give you the full tea on why we left our homes. Paris syndrome. The crumbling of our hopes and dreams. Um, did, did you see? I don't know if my dad of posted Of my hopes it. and dreams. My, my dad posted oh. the, a review and he was like, he was like, Nothing is taboo with these girls. They talk about their past, present, and future hopes and dreams. <laughs> Wait, okay, that reminds me. If you're enjoying if you're enjoying this, follow in Lauren's dad's footsteps and give us five stars and write us a lovely review. We'd love to know what you think of us, even yes. if you don't think of us. Or tear us to pieces that. in the I comments. I don't think of them. <laughs> yeah, we can handle it. We've both lived in France. We can handle whatever you have to say about it. We can handle the criticism. <laughs> hello, hello. How was New York? Oh my god, New York was wild and so expensive, but oh, a really imagine. really good time. It was honestly like so expensive but it was really fun so it was worth it yeah what Um, did you do what'd you get up to we like so it was my first time in new york Mm -hmm. like officially so and i went for my best friend's birthday wonderful and i got there thursday evening Mm -hmm. we had dinner also we're joined by my little dog today her name's Lola. Lola's um, in the so studio. If, if you hear my baby voice come out, I'm talking to my dog. <laughs> uh, but what? So we just ate and drank and Excellent. like walked quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a nice little city break. But I'm happy to be back in my like retirement home, <laughs> aka my parents' house, where yeah. I just kind of vibe. Um, we love it. Also, we day. love in the background the neuron, the neuron painting. <laughs> oh yes, I'm in my office today, and yeah, I remember when I would do Zoom college, my mm-hmm. psycho farm te- professor commented on it, and I was like, yeah, I should get extra points for that. Um, extra credit. Yeah. Or maybe, I don't remember if it was psycho farm or neuro farm. I think it was neuro farm. Mm-hmm. um what is but the difference neuropharmacology so yes, that's more like between psychopharmacology and neuropharmacology pharma. aren't they the same pharmacologies <laughs> kind of i think neuropharm focuses more on the biochemistry aspects of medication okay. whereas mm-hmm. psychopharm is probably more like side effects and symptoms uh, okay. like okay. how it yeah. affects yeah, symptom, yeah. symptoms and stuff I see that. It's so funny because you and I studied the same thing, but I think we had vastly different, like not not pedagogy, but like vastly different subject uh, special specialties. Yeah, we definitely took a different trajectory. Yeah, we took different yeah. trajectories to studying psychology, which mm-hmm. makes sense for where we've ended up. Completely. <laughs> Yeah. How are you doing? How is Paris? How, you know what I actually really want to hear about? I want to hear about how the escape room went. 
Oh, um, the escape room has been postponed. The escape room did not happen. <laughs> the escape room oh. was not even happening, I think, until like May. That was like the first time all that all five of us were free at the same time. <laughs> okay. Understood. Understood. So unfortunately, we're gonna have to we we did take a rain check on that, but it'll happen. It'll happen eventually. Um yeah. other than that. Yeah, so unfortunately, I have no good news to give you on that. We still don't know if I'm any good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, how's Paris in general and how are you? Oh, yeah, Paris in general is just vibes. Actually, I mean, I'm very happy that it's getting warmer now because, as you know, I I really hibernate in the winter. um, Yeah. And so now that the sun's out, I'm much more active. I'm much more alive. It's 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 a good it's a good time to be alive. Honestly, I understand. Outside. I understand why people worship the sun because yeah. truly who would I be without her? Oh, completely. It it changes my mood drastically depending on whether there's sun out yeah. or not. And I really picked the wrong city to be in because yeah. the sun is less it's it's much more not out than it is out. So right. I I'm just having to live with that. But lately we've been having sunny weather. It's been like low six high high 50s, low 60s. Oh, okay. I'll I'll That's I'll not take bad. It. Mm-hmm. Um when are you coming to California? I'm coming in June. So quite soon actually. I mean, yeah. Less than 2 months away. I'm thrilled. I have there's much to do, many people to see, bachelorette right. weeks to go to. It's, wow. Yeah. And and wow. an engagement party. I mean, I have two upcoming weddings this year and I already know that there's going to be two weddings so far next year. So congratulations to your brother for getting congratulations to Marcus and Lindsay (laughs) wedding in 2024. We were all just waiting for waiting for the engagement, waiting for the proposal. My my uncle has been um, just pestering my brother for years at this point. So Mm -hmm. to get married, everyone's yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I started Succession last night, and I texted Finally. you. Oh yes, I know, yes. I know. It's well, <laughs> the way that I know that my boyfriend's never seen the Kardashians is because he kept calling it the Yassified Kardashians. <laughs> Wait, calling Succession the Yassified Kardashians? Wait, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was watching it last night, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> oh my gosh we stand greg on this podcast we stand greg <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah and he's coming in like three weeks yeah that is yeah. so exciting yeah it's very exciting but i started succession i didn't start succession because you told me to watch it i started succession mm-hmm. because every every conversation i had in new york involved succession in some way yeah and so they love it i there. was like they love it there i need to contribute um so i started watching it and mm-hmm. yeah the mom the mom from rami is in it and i was yeah. like slay this woman is like giving everything marcia she's really she's really great in that show and such like a different she's obviously like a very different character 
in that yeah. show compared to in Hawaii. So yeah. Yeah. And then I looked up her, her filmography and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. she's been in a lot of things, like a lot of French films. Yeah. A lot of Arab films. Mm-hmm. So good for her. Good for her. So now so, what do you think of what are your thoughts on succession? I think I know what's going on, but I don't I'm not 100% sure I know what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. And that's just because I'm not good at like following clues unless something is like expressed overtly. I'm really bad at like deducing. I will say I'm the same way. I'm not good at deducing like even in like White Lotus, there were all these clues and stuff. And I was terrible oh. at deducing who like there was a picture and it was like an old picture of, you know, um, Jennifer Coolidge's husband. And I like did not oh, catch yeah. that at I was like, who's this rando? And then who's I had to read about guy? it. <laughs> you know, like, I, no, I'm serious. I'm, I'm terrible at picking up on those things. However, Succession does make it fairly like after the first few episodes you kind of it, as as in most shows you kind of get the flow you get like the yeah verbiage and the yeah who I, after the is first episode after the first episode i was like i have no clue what's going on and i fear i'm past the point of no return because no, no, if no. you don't but i kept watching and yeah i like it i'm happy okay um <clears throat> yeah those are my thoughts but going back to you, um, you coming to California, aka yeah. coming to the desert. Yes, it's Coachella weekend. It is weekend Coachella. Two. Wait, it's weekend two. They're back to back. Weekend one and weekend two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So weekend yeah. one was last weekend. So I. So have you ever been to Coachella? I've not ever been to Coachella. I don't really. Okay. I had a desire to go because everyone in my high school would go at mm-hmm. like 17, 18 before mm-hmm. it got like very influency. Yeah. And it always looked fun. But then when it got influency, I was kind of like, oh, I don't really love this. Yeah. And then yeah. I think the thing is, if I'm going to go to a festival, I think I would go to a British festival because. Oh, yes. Gla- Wait, what is it called? Glastonbury. Glastonbury. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I might go to Glastonbury, but just like British festivals are a bit more chill and mm-hmm. like, I went to one day of one festival and so I'm an expert, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. They just seem a bit more like you can drink wherever, like people are there nice. for the music more. So it seems, it seems, no, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. So Frank Ocean's out this weekend, and wait, Skrillex, so they replaced him. They replaced him because the set was such a fuck up. Well, I think he quit. <laughs> I think he like said deuces. You guys hate me, so I'm out. Which I so understand. If I got that much criticism about anything I ever did, I would never show my face again. I, I understand. I understand. Yeah, I understand. But they were with, they we're with first, you, Frank Ocean. <laughs> They first were going to replace him with Blink-182, which I learned this weekend. Travis Barker is the drummer of Blink-182. Kimia, you are clearly not watching the Kardashians. I am. The thing is, I am. I just thought that he was some random guy. (laughs) Like a random drummer, like a random unknown drummer. (laughs) 
I thought that he was actually like a rapper because I mean, of his song with Willow. But I never listened to that song, so I didn't know that he okay. wasn't a rapper because it's like Willow featuring Travis Barker. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't even he know must which be song a rapper. this is. Are I we don't sure either. This is I a just, song? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'll look it up right I'm sorry. I'm, I I don't mean to cast out. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> believe women, Lauren. Willow. <laughs> So so they okay so sorry you were saying they were going to replace yeah. Frank Ocean with Blink One Eighty Two yeah oh okay it's called Transparent Soul oh no you're frozen am I frozen now okay can you hear me yeah I can I think oh. I think we're on a no we're not on a delay anymore okay we're back we're back okay we're good um anyway it's called Transparent Soul by Willow featuring Travis Barker. Um, but they were going to replace Frank with Blink-182. Um, but, and Blink-182 is still playing, but the new headliner is Skrillex, Fortet, and Fred again, which I, yeah, I would be obsessed with that. Am I supposed to know those words besides Skrillex? (laughs) Wait, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, Skrillex. The, this is this is bad because there's also a delay. So I'm I'm trying to pick up on words that you're saying. Okay, there's these like electronic house artists who are headlining Coachella, and they're called Skrillex, Fortet, okay. and Fred again. Okay, I I see that now. I'm just I I'm I don't know the relevant tech people that I need to know. And like, the tech people. <laughs> um, but the thing, is, so I got really into them like two months before I left England, mm-hmm. and I thought that I like loved it. My God, the construction's getting louder. Oh no! Um, <clears throat> I thought that I really liked them, and then I went to New York, and the first night we went out, we went to house music. Okay. And I was like, okay. And then the second night we went out, we went out and they were playing pop music. And I was like, this is what going out is supposed to be. Like, F the F the house music. Like, <laughs> give me, give me the bad bunny. Give yeah. me American boy. Give me Oh, a hundred percent. I can't even remember what other songs they played. I literally only remember Ducky mm-hmm, T and mm-hmm. American Boy. Um, but you know what I mean. Like the yeah. The songs white girls, you know that playlist. What's it called? Songs that get drunk white girls excited. Excellent. Yeah. the The DJ was taking requests. Oh, and we love a DJ that takes I just requests. Could not think of a song to request. No, you you didn't request a song. That was your moment to shine. I know. What song would you have requested? Mm, something Britney probably. I mean, something or or oh, Abba? that's a good. You know, just Abba. Like oh, a, they a, definitely a played Dancing Queen. Yeah, they played exactly. Dancing Queen. I remember that, and that was really yeah, fun. And it was like everyone kept saying it was a bar for the girlies. Like, <laughs> it was not a bar for men. You know yeah. how people are like they should invent a blah 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 for women for, yeah. for the girls. They like did. they should invite. They did, and it was this what, bar, and it was, was a speakeasy. Ooh, 
it was a speakeasy in the back of an art gallery and the <gasps> art gallery was all paintings it was like in art- artistic interpretations of the female body so you I know love. it was for the girlies yeah, yeah it was yeah, really yeah. cool 100%. it was called fig 19 if anyone's in new york best night of my life Ugh. i i wish i was i wish i was there that sounds like the place to be <laughs> It was it was fun. Um, and yeah, it was like where we were for when my friend, when it hit midnight and it hit my friend's birthday. And it felt like oh, New Year's. Yeah. Like we all counted down. Oh, and then we so all nice. were like, happy birthday. <laughs> that is so sweet. Oh, oh that is Yeah, really it was cute. really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, should we shift into topic mode? <laughs> Yeah, we should shift into topic mode. Yeah, moving abroad and then moving, moving back abroad, from abroad. Moving abroad, living in different cities. Even I feel like even if you move cities within a country, it can be a really big change. Like it can be a really big move. But it's especially moving countries is like definitely the, the most extreme yeah, that it can get. Definitely. I've felt it heavily when I was back in New York. Mm-hmm. the difference between what did you feel so you so in london i my life was essentially built from scratch like mm-hmm. i knew a few people i had some relatives so i had a, a foundation but everyone i knew in london i met at the age of like 21 22 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they didn't really know me before that yeah um and they didn't really have any connections to people i previously knew mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the impression that i was giving off was simply based on who i was at that time yeah whereas when i went to new york i was obviously visiting like my best friend of a decade and mm-hmm. with our, my other best friend and i saw my college friends i saw a good amount of college friends and those college friends knew like other people who were connected to my like high school best friends Mm -hmm. and then my high school best friends had their own college friends who were connected to like other people from our high school so I was really in this network of people I have known some since I was 10 years old um yeah so it was just very different because I feel like when you move abroad you have it's very cliche but you have that chance to kind of start over Oh, and it's sure. not always fun and it's not always as like glamorous as like time to start a new life. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's very different to moving to the big city that everyone from college moves to, which in my case was mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the crazy thing is I think a lot of people end up doing that. They, they'll like all kind of flock to the major metro- metropolitan areas, whether that's Los Angeles, San Francisco. I mean, just, you know, staying on the mm. West Coast. Although, yeah. not. I mean, not not everyone. I know people who have gone far and wide, obviously. But, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're – especially, I think, if you maybe go to college in D.C., you're likely to work there. Or if you go to college in New York, you're likely to stay there. It's stay stuff there. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely a big choice to go to somewhere that you don't know literally anyone uh, I I definitely feel that although I did know one person, yeah, I knew I knew one person in Paris when I moved here, so it was it was definitely starting from starting from zero. It's 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 a sort of 
um, visceral feeling of uh, as I felt, especially during the first year when there was lockdown. But there's a, there's a huge difference of of you know being in a place where people have known you for years and being in a place where people have known you for a matter of you know weeks or months. You know before you're there for a while. Yeah, definitely for sure. What what's been like? What's been your favorite part? of getting to live in another place and what's been maybe your least favorite part. And also it's interesting because we both studied abroad Mm -hmm. during college and then proceeded to live abroad. So I also kind of want to know if there were any differences of what you enjoyed more about studying abroad. Yeah. Yeah. just I think it's so funny too how how we did like the exact opposite. Like I studied abroad in England and then moved to France. (laughs) You studied abroad in France and then moved to England. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I think the study abroad experience was I I a lot of times I I think about my life here in Paris and I wonder if I would be a much more extroverted version of myself here had I been like studying abroad and I'm sure I you know I sure mm-hmm. I'm sure I would probably have gone to a lot more clubs and I mean it's hard to say, right? Because I'm like, I'm 26. So, uh, you know, no, like, I just can't imagine myself like right. clubbing heavily at the, at this point in my life. <laughs> However, it's like, yeah, if I had studied abroad here when I was in college, it would have been a different experience than moving here. Uh, yeah. And, and so I, be, specifically just because I remember I was going out a lot when I, when I lived in England and that was part of the university culture. So, Right. That was just kind of a given, and I was twenty years old, you know. So, uh, yeah, it was a different experience uh, to perhaps, and I think the, um, the ephemeral nature <laughs> of being on a study abroad program means that, at least for me, like I really grasped every moment. Like I really participated in a lot of things. I met a ton yeah. of people. I very quickly kind of you know, tried to suss out like who, who I'm going to connect with, who are my people. Yeah. And I, I did that fairly successfully. Um, and right. you know, just, uh, kind of align myself with the people that I knew I would like and followed them wherever they went, you know? And so yeah. it led to a yeah. lot of, it led to a lot of fun times. It led to a little bit of craziness, it led to a little bit of drama, but we love the drama we love it we love love the 20 year old drama yeah you can't you can't go to college without having some drama and and that has not been my experience in Paris like it's been very much me being in uh long-term relationships and uh cooking and going outside and eating really good food and you know it hasn't been such craziness so that right. would be the biggest right. difference. But difference. I, I don't know if there's like a favorite and least it, – it's hard to say favorite and least favorite because obviously my least favorite thing was having to be confined to my home in France and not being able to go outside for more than a, an hour and more than a kilometer away. That was not a good Damn, time. Yeah. And obviously I didn't have that when I was studying abroad. So I was just I was just kicking yeah, it, you know? It seems like they would be comparable experiences, but in reality it's – such such different circumstances mm-hmm, mm-hmm. between the two and what yeah, about you i want to know your your reflections on study abroad versus oh. living 
Well, we all we all know how I feel about my study abroad experience. <laughs> the listeners <gasps> don't know, Kimia. You have to tell the listeners. <laughs> oh, well, I just I don't think I was ready for it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I take that back. I think it was probably exactly what I needed because I was nineteen, mm-hmm. and I was quite a sheltered nineteen-year-old. I would say. Um, still like heavily romanticizing everything Mm -hmm. and I'd been speaking French since I was eight years old Mm -hmm. and I went to French school and from that moment I was like I'm gonna live in France one day like Mm -hmm. I want to be French I want to go to a French university blah 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 so I really made study abroad as difficult as it could possibly be on myself Um, Mm -hmm. literally taking I think it was eight or nine courses oh my god uh, eight or nine classes all in french um living with a host mom in a small yeah to to me toulouse is a small place but yeah yeah it's it's like the fifth largest city (laughs) but yeah it was um look i have nothing but good things to say about toulouse even though you and i went back last summer (laughs) and i was like wow i still hate it here (laughs) We we, we but, tried to we tried to like re we we tried to have a, a bit of exposure therapy we we tried to heal some of the traumas, and I think we did. We ate a lot of good food in Toulouse. I can't yes. like honestly. I said this from the beginning. There's no better place to go if you like to eat than Toulouse. Mm-hmm. There's so much good food, um, but ultimately, my experience in Toulouse was just like an illusion that I had built up for about 11 years completely shattered because mm-hmm. I wasn't happy. It was my first time You had Paris syndrome spending. in Toulouse. Toulouse. I had Paris syndrome, but also just the harsh reality of like being away from Southern California is not mm-hmm. always sunshine and butterflies. Yeah. And, you know, going to England was a very, very, very similar situation to going to France where Mm -hmm. I wanted to move to England from a very, very young age. Mm -hmm. Um, And the opportunity presented itself and I was really, really scared. Mm -hmm. I remember the day I got into King's and it became a reality that I was moving to London. Yeah. I like had a full on like, I'm not going, like, I don't want to go, blah, 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 blah. But I was like, girl, you've wanted this for so long. Like, what are you doing? So I started therapy to like work through it, mm-hmm. which is wild that I literally had to go to therapy to move abroad. But England was very different because mm-hmm. I obviously had the experience in France. I'd also been through a pandemic of living in my parents' house. Yeah. So I yeah. knew how to be alone, which mm-hmm. I think is a very, very important lesson with moving abroad is how mm-hmm. to manage loneliness mm-hmm. because – it's so pervasive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I think f- the thing that also really helped was I had such a strong reason to move to England. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I was furthering my studies at a world-renowned university and I was really passionate about it. And it helped also that I knew London very well from having been there so many times as a kid mm-hmm. that I felt comfortable. But that's not all to say it wasn't difficult. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I and really, how I really, really miss London. Yeah, I, I'm wondering like how you're feeling now that you're back home and you're you've been back home for just a little bit, but what your reflections are upon coming back to the states. <laughs> yeah, I am loving San Diego, which is wild because at 14, 15, 16, I was like, I'm once I move away from California, I'm never coming <laughs> back. Like once I move to England, I'm gonna stay there forever. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely apprehensive about moving home, but it's been really nice just to slow down mm-hmm. for a bit. I think going to New York made me realize that I want to move back to England. Like I really I don't know. I could see myself in San Francisco, but mm-hmm. definitely not New York. Yeah. It's also difficult I mean now I'm in like a long distance relationship so that's obviously something else to consider but Mm -hmm. that's very new um I'm happy in San Diego for sure yeah really I'm enjoying the slower pace and the nice weather and I don't know the construction that's happening honestly is a real dampener on the mood (laughs) I can imagine yeah (laughs) I think I definitely needed a break from London because everything was just getting too stressful. The mm-hmm. renting market is oh my god, so like it's impossible to navigate. So I just wasn't in a I wasn't in a place to deal with that. I think I was having I was surrounded by a lot of toxicity mm-hmm. while I was there, quite literally with the black mold. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the most literal toxic substance that could be around. Yeah, exactly. But then also like coming out of my workplace at the restaurant, that was very toxic. And my friend group was going through a lot of drama. And Mm. I think I just needed a bit of like mental rehabilitation. (laughs) Like I just needed to be somewhere where everything was calm. And I'm here now and I'm starting to like reevaluate everything Mm -hmm. and see. But it's nice once you move abroad, it's nice to know that you can do it again if you want yeah, to. Yeah, 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 definitely. You're, you know that you're capable of it and that exactly. it's – That yeah. you will go through some of the same like growing pains if you move again, but then you've already done it. So it's not an impossible yeah, exactly. thing. Yeah, Yeah. What made you want to move abroad in the first place? Because I feel like when we met, Mm-hmm. We both – that's kind of one of the first things that we bonded over was like For sure. loving abroad. <laughs> <laughs> Just abroad changed us. What can we say? <laughs> abroad simply changed us. Uh, yeah, I think I think because I had had a really tough and yet good – like in, really an incredible experience when I studied abroad. I, I mean it was an English – like it was kind of the – the baby pool of studying abroad because it's an English-speaking country, yeah. and I was still in university, and you know, I I wasn't paying rent, and I was you know living in a college town, and blah 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 blah. It was just such an enriching time for me, and during that time, I had also gotten to travel a lot. I had gotten to go to all these countries that I'd never been to. Um, like I stayed in Greece for over a month, and just got to have these insane incredible experiences and so I think I wanted to recreate that a little bit which was maybe 
<laughs> a problematic attitude. Like it was not the right attitude to have when you're moving somewhere because it, like I said, it wasn't the same. Also global pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I definitely think comparison when you're moving abroad mm-hmm. is like the thief of enjoying yeah. it. And and I also had, I think I got a little bit, not, I mean, it's hard not to be let down when you try to go to university and it's on Zoom. So I I had wanted to have a university experience in Paris and I knew that that probably wasn't going to be possible even going here. Um, but still I was, you know, I was still hopeful yeah. about having and, – and, and it is true like the campus was still open. I did even have like my first year I did have like two classes I think in person. So – you know, it was it was what it was. Uh, but I think I wanted to challenge myself again and just like have those kind of new experiences that I'd only ever gotten to experience when I went abroad. So it was and yeah. I just wanted to like, I don't know, I, I wanted to like have, you know, the little Parisian dream. <laughs> so yeah, so, no, uh, that's so I'm, real. I'm not immune. You're probably the you're probably the only person I know who hasn't fallen victim to Paris syndrome. Well, yes and no. Or do you feel like I you mean, have? I, I, I think what is much more realistic, and it's something that I could have said for when I was at Oxford too, is like at a point you just forget like how cool everything is. Like you just go past yeah. the most amazing architecture. You go past, uh, you know, the Seine and stuff and – it just doesn't it doesn't yeah. hit like it would if you were visiting um and yeah, that no, that happened so real. that that will happen literally wherever you go so i i mean you know now yeah. now i i reminisce about being you know in england and and all the cool stuff that was there but at the time you know it was just like oh i'm just on my daily walk and i have to you know walk past all these people on bicycles and yeah you know, get to yeah <laughs> i you know at the tourists yeah yeah yeah, yeah. make your way oh through crowds no, that's so real i used to run along the thames cross the bridge that's right under big ben so i would see the london eye i would be right by big ben and the house of parliament and then i would go there's like these mm-hmm. gardens or like this grassy area underneath big ben and i would or not underneath big ben um outside the house of parliament and i would mm-hmm. like do my stretches there and i'd be like these tourists are so in my way <laughs> and then now i like watch tv or i watch movies and they show it and yeah I'm like, oh my god <laughs> That's where I used to exactly, run. exactly, exactly. When I, when if I leave Paris, I think I'm gonna see it the same way. I'm just gonna be like, oh, it's so beautiful. But you know, nowadays yeah. I'm just like, uh, unless unless it's like a nice sunset or it's a pla- it's it's a neighborhood that I haven't been to yet. I'm actually I have a list of parks that I haven't been to yet that I want to go to or ones that I haven't visited oh, really? for a long time. And I think. Yeah. When you go to new places, you're like, wow, you get to ex- experience it for the first time again. Um, but yeah, on definitely. a day-to-day basis, what you're seeing the same couple streets, you know, <laughs> like you're not yeah. seeing a lot of novel things. So it just blends no, into definitely. the background of your life. Yeah. I know that when I was kind of deciding what to do, we talked briefly about the – the pros and cons of staying abroad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling now? Well, first of all, what like what did we discuss and what did we say 
I, this is kind of the same question I asked before, but I know that for both of us, a massive con was being away from our families. Oh, completely. Yeah. I mean, just being like so far from not just my family, my family, but like all of my, you know, all of my college friends there, you know, you're just, you're just far away from everyone. So that's, yeah. that's a massive con. And I'm very lucky to be able to travel and see those people fairly often, but you know, never as often as I would like, which is all the time. So yeah, uh, so that's 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 a major con. And I I have been thinking actually a lot about it recently because I've been talking about it with some of my friends who plan to stay here, either you know permanent or for a very long time, who are trying to get their residence yeah. or not their residency, but their nationality changed to French. And I think about like that's a really big move, but sometimes I think about like the quality of life here compared to the U.S. And like these people have healthcare, they have so much vacation time, you know, just all this, all these like social time, yeah, all these social aspects built into the culture that you will never, never get in the U.S. Like, I mean, no, it's hard to say never, never, but. no, no, obviously no, no one's going to get, get because yeah, like I you know, no one's going to get free healthcare in the U.S. <laughs> like that's that's a, a yeah, plain fact. Even as far as vacation days, like I was talking to my boyfriend about this because mm-hmm. my friend who I was visiting in New York only has ten days vacation yeah. for her job, and luckily she's quitting. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was like, "Oh, in England you have twenty eight days plus bank holidays, which yeah. like equates to over." over a month yeah of time off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i don't know my parents always argue like but the salaries are higher in the u.s i'm like well so is yeah. every so is pr- the price of everything exactly the cost yeah. of living is really commensurate with yeah I, it's That's actually the word for it yeah it's 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 the especially with inflation like the prices have been increasing but at this point the salaries have plateaued so now everyone's suffering. I'm not that no one was suffering before, but everyone's suffering the consequences of inflation because their jobs aren't paying anymore. You know, so yeah, it's just no good. It's just no good. So I do consider that as well. I'm like, well, if I were to move back, what would a good life look like for me? You know, because right right now yeah. I have nothing to complain about. You know, I'm like, you know. Um, the cost of living is totally. is still affordable despite it being Paris, and I get to travel and I have you know I have healthcare and all that stuff. So there's yeah. there's cons to being in America as well. Big cons. There's a massive cons. Let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely like hard to balance. Um, mm-hmm. The. T- yeah, I feel like once you move abroad and you establish your life there, mm-hmm. you're never going to be happy in one place, mm-hmm. which sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Because you're always going to be compromising something. Completely, completely. Um, Do we have – I mean, I, I was thinking like because we did not do a lot of prep for this episode today. And I was thinking no. do we have like um concrete psychological studies about <laughs> – moving abroad and the only one that I can remember the only statistic it's not even a a hard statistic that I have in my head but I do remember when I was studying psychology of religion 
there's a oh. big trend among people who move abroad or or do like a big move away from where they're originally from. They typically become more mm-hmm. religious or at least more involved in their religious communities because it's such an easy way to have a big community around you and to share something with a big group of people. And I thought that is so interesting, especially in light of I mean, last last week we were talking about holidays and like, you know, celebrating Easter and whatnot. And it is yeah. one of those things where like, you know, on Easter, despite me like not being a person who goes to church every week like I go to church on Easter and I was like oh this is so nice you know all these people it's the American Church of Paris all these people from all over the place are you know coming together to celebrate this holiday and 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 to be like in community and I just yeah I I really I, I really got it you know I understand that for sure like I don't I'm not very religious and I never sought out Mm-hmm. religion but I kind of felt that when I started working and I was like oh my god like there's so many people that I can know in this job mm-hmm. um who I literally am forced to see every day mm-hmm. <laughs> um but I do know of a statistic I need to find the study but it's it's the study that found that living within a mile of your friends makes you 25% I did. more likely to feel yeah, happy. Yeah. yeah, I read that. Or did I, I, I saw that? someone talking yeah. about it. I, I saw that there was an article yeah. about that. And a lot of people on TikTok yes. were talking about said article. Yeah, and they were ta- I think it like opened up the wider conversation of like, why don't we all live in communes? Yeah. <laughs> like, why don't 100%. we all live with our friends? And I definitely feel that. Like, I think – when I was in New York, I did feel happy and I felt jealous mm-hmm. that they could all see each other whenever they wanted. I do yeah. think though, I would wonder about stress levels or maybe some other negative emotion, maybe even anxiety, mm-hmm. because I think mm-hmm. there is something so liberating about s- starting friendships at the age of 20, whatever. Mm-hmm. because you kind of are more mature you don't have as much history like it's kind of nice to have a blank slate and I'm not saying you can't do that while you live near your friends mm-hmm. but I don't know five days of seeing people that I met when I was 10 14 and 18 <laughs> like yeah. my freshman year college roommate <laughs> mm-hmm. who I adore like it's always so nice to see all of them but after mm-hmm. five days, I was like, wow. Maybe it's because I was with them like all the time. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That is probably, you know, that is like probably the key. Old wounds. <laughs> yeah, it like brings up old wounds as well of like, mm-hmm. oh, when I was like 16, I felt this way about this person. And mm-hmm. like now they're sat right in front of me. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I was talking to one of my friends in London who all of her friends in London are her childhood friends. Um, and I was always very jealous of that, but she was like, sometimes I feel like I'm put in a box of mm. who I was when I was a child with them. Yeah. Yeah. That and makes sense. it's difficult for them to see me for who I am now. Mm-hmm. I was like, that makes sense. That turned into a ramble. <laughs> no, no, no. But, I, yeah. I, I appreciate the, I, I, I'm glad that you brought up that statistic because it is something that I feel like, um, was kind of revelatory when people heard that because 
not not revelatory because it's so wild, but because it's so intuitive, actually, that of course yeah. we're going to be happy. And now we have like a number for it. You know, we have like you are yeah. this much more happier when you are this much closer. And but the verbiage is feeling happy, which is interesting. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. My my psychology, my like scientist mind is like, what? How do you define feeling happy? And is I wonder that if it's like feeling happiness? of satisfaction, or like that might be a better co- thing life, to look at. Life contentness, quality of life. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be a more defining factor of if it's beneficial to live closer to your friends than feelings of happiness because mm-hmm. also those are fleeting. And is yeah. it because of the associations you have with them or is it because they actually conjure serotonin? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But also but think about if you're not- there is scientific proof. There is proof that social connectedness mm-hmm. is integral in mental health. So. Yeah, and in physical health. I mean, it's 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 really <laughs> all connected. Health. Yeah. So it makes I don't know. To me, it makes a lot of sense. I I also believe that we should all live on communes. Yeah. I also saw this TikTok, which was a Spanish woman talking about why. I don't know if she was moving back to Spain or just talking about the differences between raising kids in Spain versus America mm-hmm. and how the American individualistic culture really influences mm-hmm. parenting and how you don't really have community support yeah, yeah, because you work, you go home, you take care of the kids. Whereas in Spain, it's like you work, you meet up with other parents mm-hmm. at the park, mm-hmm. you go for dinner with them. The, the kids have a community. Yeah. Um, I would say yeah. it's very so similar here in France. And yeah. I I don't know like I mean it's hard to say in France because I'm always talking about Paris and Paris is really not representative of the country because especially here like everyone has a nanny, right? Like if you have two working parents and you're middle class or higher, you have a nanny that picks up your kid from school, you know? So you have like the vast majority of parents that you see on day-to-day, you know, in the day-to-day workplace, they have help with mm-hmm. raising their kids. So it it definitely changes a lot of things with how much more free they are to, to kind of live their lives and have social community um, compared to right. in the States. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I that's that's kind of bizarre to me to think that, you know, I I was never picked up by anyone else besides like my mom or the carpool like neighbor you know neighbor mom yeah uh, so yeah. it's it's just kind of interesting um, the the differences because here it's just a different style different style of raising kids I feel like we just have a we Definitely. should have like a an episode about parenting where two of us like being non-parents just judge all the parenting decisions that yeah i think that'll go down really well oh i think i'll have a lot to say it's gonna get so much traction (laughs) because people are gonna give us so much hate (laughs) i will argue that i am a parent with my child sleeping right next to me your child just has has fur and yeah i'm a mummy i'm a mummy to this doggy um not for much longer though (laughs) <laughs> All right. wait is it I luna like... or lola i'm i'm so sorry i keep on no it's lola are you kidding me it's lola it's lola i know there's just so, there's so many dogs i know so many dogs you won't believe me that i uh, that are named either lola or luna 
And so I never remember which is which, but I have a friend with a three-legged pug named Lola as well. (laughs) It's a three-legged pug and its tongue can't stay in its mouth. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah, yeah. And the 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 okay. Well, the they named it Lola because they were like, "This is such an unsexy dog. We need to give it the sexiest name possible." <laughs> that's so funny. I um, yeah. She's Lola. I'm like slightly offended that you would think that I would name my dog Luna because I don't like that name for a dog. But, Fair enough. Um, no, I my my first instinct was Lola. Me and Greg watched Lol with Miley Cyrus. I know this movie. I have not watched this movie, but I do know this movie. Oh my god, Lauren, you have to watch it. Okay. Greg was Greg Greg loved it. He <laughs> was very into it. But then afterwards he was like, Did you name Lola after Miley Cyrus's character? And I was like, No. But the funny thing is that um at the beginning of the movie, Miley Cyrus is like, My name's Lola, but everyone calls me Lol. Oh. And no one calls her Lol. So now we now we call Lola Lol. Yeah, yeah. You have to. That's what we do now, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So what what what's your parting advice um, for parting advice who want to move abroad? Uh everyone should move to Paris that I know so that we can all live within a one mile radius of each other and be the happiest and we be, can possibly and be. feel and, and feel twenty five percent. Exactly. That is my parting advice. What is your parting advice? My parting advice is get a hobby because <laughs> I feel like if you have a hobby when you move abroad, it gives you something to do. That's fair. I'm sorry. I for some reason I just thought like get a hobby in general and just like <laughs> get a life. Get a life, kids. Get a life. Get over it. <laughs> get a no, hobby. But I feel like genuinely I feel like you were really good about like crochet groups and mm-hmm. like knitting and reading and then when I was lonely I was like doom scrolling. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's never the place to be. <laughs> I was doom scrolling and like dating people who I shouldn't have been dating. <laughs> So, but that's stories for another like, time. You know, go to the movie. You know, like there's plenty of stuff to do. There's always stuff to entertain yourself without without falling into the into the the technological abyss. Easier said than done. Oh, for sure. Easier said <laughs> than done. Easier said than done. I uh, who amongst us has not who has not fallen into the control? <laughs> right. Okay. So- Bye, everyone. (laughs) We're wishing you a good week with no doom scrolling. (laughs) Yeah, wishing, wishing. And if anyone is thinking about moving abroad and wants to talk more about it, hit us up. For sure. We'll chat. All right. Catch on the flip. Uh, To be honest, you have been cutting out this entire, like, it's been like going in and out. So I've just like waited until I catch the end of your phrase so that I have context clues. But it's it's fine. Oh my god! I think we 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 managed it. I never would have known. So it's like it would just that's... be like two two words out of every sentence. At least like two words would be gone, or okay. three words. Well, I think I think we did great. Yeah, yeah, yeah.